and so one day Ariel sent us a Snapchat of her rushing to the main office of our institution to tell her supervisor something. And I was like, oh, she's snitching. <laughs> we came up with Black women snitching because we noticed that, and I was just telling them this narrative before we started you know, recording, we noticed that people who don't look like us always get to tell their story. They always get to tell it and people take it, you know, Without question. Without question. Thank you, Ayana. And we never got to tell ours. So you know what? When we seen somebody slipping, we was like, oh, we, we snitching on all of y'all. We telling all less. Say less. And so it became a thing, not just professionally, where we were like, oh, I'm CCing your supervisor. But we want <laughs> to be a place where we say, you know what? We don't get to speak up. People who aren't the default don't get to speak up people who don't think like everybody else or who aren't the majority don't get to tell their story so like we said hey like we want to tell our story basically period Mm -hmm. and we have stories to tell you know (laughs) like personally professionally we have so many we always say like do all black people have the same childhood but we didn't and so being able to really have different perspectives and coming from different all being from the south but from very different parts of the south and so we have all these lived experiences that deserve to have a platform hey y'all welcome to bws better known as black women snitching i'm ayana monet i'm evelyn i'm ariel how are y'all feeling today ayana how are you feeling um i think today i've been kind of spaced out just kind of relaxing not really here or there just kind of watching tv not really like tuned into anything i've not really been on social media as much as i have the last couple of days just with everything going on in the world i felt like i needed to tune out a little bit um so i feel like i've been off my phone a little bit more today so overall i just i feel good i like that I appreciate that. i appreciate that ayana because i think we all need to take a step back and be off our phones, honestly, but that's hard for me to do because I need to know what they are, what, you know, people on the far, far right side are doing. So I need to know if I need to suit up or not, basically. Ariel, that. how are you feeling? Honestly, I feel indifferent um, with work and everything, being on call, moving, checking working over 40 hours this week and still having to do it all again tomorrow I'm a little tired uh yesterday I was really emotional but like it had nothing to do with what's going on in the world and it had everything to do with like work like very like much so like I don't want to be here um and with work yeah it's just I don't know it was a lot with everything that's going on in politics in the capital and it was, I don't know, it's, it's crazy how, like, the police opened the gate, but that's, that's to be expected. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't shock me, the actions that, that happened on the 6th, didn't shock me. Um, some of the memes were funny about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, black, count on black know, Twitter, man. Listen, to make, to make you laugh through the struggle. Yeah, that's, so it's kind of. We've always been doing that. And I feel like both of y'all feel, because I, I really do feel very 
Um, I'm here, I'm there, but I'm kind of zoned out. I don't feel no type of ways. I'm mm -hmm. almost ready to go back to work because y'all know I took an extended vacation. Um, and I'm mm -hmm. kind of ready to get back into a routine. And as far as like everything that happened at the Capitol, I, it is to be expected. And it's one of those things where I am tired of being exhausted. And so I'm mm -hmm. tuned in, but I'm also tuned out. And I, I have a lot of people who don't look like me checking in on me, asking me questions. And I'm kind of like, going into my Capricorn cocoon, where it's like, I don't want to be bothered at this point. Like, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's how I'm feeling. So thank y'all for that. I appreciate that. I think that really shows like the spectrum of what people will get with our episodes. Like we come in straight vulnerability. So I like that. That's what's up. So let's get into the group chat. So we're going to get into a segment we like to call Welcome to the Group Chat, where we talk about all the things that's popping in pop culture, what's popping in our group me. So what's going For on, y'all? What's happening in the group chat? So I wanted to bring this to the group chat. I recently saw this Times piece that came out about Kim Hill. I had never heard of Kim Hill, but Kim mm -hmm. Hill was the original front woman for Black Eyed Peas. Oh, and she's a black woman. Yes. And so she talked about how, you know, she left the group because they had started to get kind of famous and they were in that kind of neo-soul hip-hop movement with groups like Outkast and stuff like that, right? Well, they started getting more and more popularity. They had put out a couple, like, really good albums that had gotten, like, a lot of fame, right? And then they wanted her to start sexualizing herself more and more in, in videos and just for the image of the group. And she chose not to and left the group. Long story short, they they ended up replacing her with Fergie, as we all know, because mm -hmm. that's who we grew up knowing the Black Eyed Peas to be. At least that was true for me. Well, then, um, Wyclef John and... Will I am are like having a conversation talking about whatever the hell the clip a clip comes out. Will I am is talking about how he it hurts him to this day that the Black Eyed Peas isn't seen as a black group and they got so big and they became so famous across the world that they're no longer seen as a black group. And I was like, having recently just found out about Kim Hill, I was like, wait, like y'all had more than one black person and she left because y'all were trying to make her sexualize herself and replaced her with a white girl who was fine sexualizing herself mm -hmm. and y'all basically became her backup dancers hmm. so this is really i've seen something on the internet talking about her but i didn't pay attention to it i think my question is why is it why is it necessary for him to be hurt that they aren't seen as a black group? Is it because right now it's trendy to be black? Like he's black, but why was it necessary for him to feel like they needed to be seen as a black group? Right. When, is it guilt? You know, y'all are a multiracial group. Mm -hmm. Not everybody in the group is black. Like, 
and it seems like this wasn't a question a long time ago when y'all were profiting from and they're not even and i think what he really was trying to say is they're not seen as hip-hop anymore and that's what i feel like he was trying to say and that's not and he didn't state what he was trying to say correctly but either way you decided to start using auto-tune and doing all these robotic things and making these poppy hits, these catchy hits that are not at all Mm hip-hop. So what are you upset about? Yeah. Tell me, you went for the bag. You got the bag. Like, refresh my memory. Like, I don't, from my knowledge of Black Eyed Peas, I don't don't recall them ever being um, hip-hop. Like the, the song that I can go back to is Don't Funk With My Heart. I know that's like an older one. You but like yourself, Ariel. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've literally never heard of that song. Like, oh, they my were. Heart. Like, they were, they were a rap. Like, they were a neo-soul. Like, yeah, like, they toured with Outkast. They toured with, like, all these, like, major groups they were on soul train like they had hits with this black woman in the 90s and then the 2000s roll around and they've replaced her with this white girl so we were all born in the 90s so we know like we we've never seen them correct and i think my issue I don't, I don't care that, you know, he wants to be seen as a black group, you know, to each his own. I think it's just for me, and I'm not trying to put this on the Black Eyed Peas or the Will or whomever. We, they always want to do it after the profit. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, Ayana, you already went for the bag, but now you're backtracking. And we see that with a lot of artists who are like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I came up in R&B. My sound has always been R&B. We've seen it with Robin Thicke when he went back to R&B. Then he tried to go into pop, but then he's like, no, I want to go back to the Black people because they support me. We've seen it with mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake when he went to Timberland and mm-hmm. then he went to pop. Molly Cyrus as well. She Miley. tried to go start rapping. Oh, yeah. And then she said oh, yeah. it was childish. I'm over that phase and trying to make it look like, you know, our culture is just this this childhood phase. It's a trend, like. You can pick it up and throw it down, yeah. Exactly, and so I think, and he is black, and they, it was a rap group, so I don't have too much to say about it, but it's just weird that he's so hurt about it now that money has been made, that's all. And one of your members has, more than one of your members has publicly embarrassed themselves. They treat our culture like a winter coat, wear as Mm. needed. Speaking mm-hmm. of, and I told y'all I was going to bring this up, and I know y'all said y'all haven't listened to the album fully, but speaking of music, another thing that I want to, like, throw in the group chat is Jasmine Sullivan's new album. Y'all, I only like the last song. I do not like the album, and I feel so bad saying that because I know people are going to come for me because everybody is talking about this album. It's too much talking for me. Too many interludes. Like, I think the interlude, the interludes tell a story. Yes, um, and tell a story of tell a story of different women and what they experience with dating and men. Um, mm-hmm. Like I was, I was listening to it for the first time today while working, so I wasn't full. It didn't fully have my attention. 
but I don't remember which song it was, but it was talking about, I want to say it was, I'm looking at the list right now, maybe price tags, or like that skit before, and she was like, um, she's talking about sex, and she was like, I knew the man, basically like the man, he didn't want to stay because of my personality, but I knew my sex would keep him coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's, that's deep and that's real, like, um, sometimes women feel like, and sometimes we, you know, we as women feel like, um, a man is not going to stick around if we're not like divvying out the butt, right. and so like, and we're not giving I, them what they want. Yeah, but whatever I, that is. Yeah, and I feel like we sometimes neglect our own needs in order to like keep a man around. I agree. Mm-hmm. I even when we're not even super invested in keeping, but if we feel like he don't want us, but if we feel like he problem. don't want us, we got to make him want us. And then we cannot want him. And let me tell you, just to get off on that tangent real quick, you should not be ready to leave until I'm ready to let you go. Period. <laughs> Ooh, a word. But I agree, Ariel. That's I, toxic. It, it's toxic as hell, but we all got a little Janae in us. We all toxic. <laughs> I think the talking, for me, I wish she didn't put it between every song because you right. All of the talking parts had a point, but it's like 13 tracks, and I think like half of them are talking. That's what gets me, but yes, you're right. They were deep. Like, she even got Ari on there telling like a story about how Dick had her hypnotized. And we all been there. We all been there. So I fully relate to the album. Um, Just a little bit too much talking for me. I could deal without it. Okay, that's fair, that's fair. Ariel, what you throwing in the group chat? Oh, listen, y'all. I'm going to sprinkle out and throw in the group chat about exes coming back around. (laughs) 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 Go figure. (laughs) You were my trigger. Yes. So when um, I'm guessing like my question for you all on that topic in hand <laughs> is um, even with the, the history that you and your ex have, whether it's good or bad, um, how do y'all, do you feel obligated or do, like a sense of like, a, a sense of obligation to like respond to those text messages or those DMs when your ex comes sliding back? For any type of reason. Well, y'all know me, and uh, that's why they're blocked. Um, Ayana, I want to follow that. The only way I'll respond is if they're not blocked. Once you become my ex, more than likely you have been blocked. And if you're not blocked, then I want to respond. So no, I don't feel a sense of obligation, but you're not blocked for a reason. So yeah, I'll respond. What's the reason? But they're not blocked is the question to be asked. Right. (laughs) Okay. With my exes, let me tell you, with my uh, childhood friends, that's what uh, that meme had said. (laughs) If it's uh, before the age of 25, you're a childhood friend. My, you know, past childhood friends, it'll be like, they depending on how we broke up, we'll be like, oh, you're blocked or not. Right. If we we broke up on like mutual terms and like we could still like you the homies, then I didn't block you, but I know you didn't like reach out. But if he broke up on bad terms, it was like you blocked to a certain extent. It's like 
you know, in, in that, that phase of breaking up, it's like, man, forget him. Like, I'm good. And then, like, he, your anger goes away. It's like, dang, I wonder what he's doing. Dang, what if he texts me? Mm. And then, then that unblock come, and it's like, then you finally get that message, and you're like, hey, what's good? That's the nope. end, baby. It's not yet. That's all that is. But I feel, like, I don't feel obligated, but I'll definitely respond if they're not blocked. Okay. How how do you feel like that? How do you delegate yourself in that in those in those moments when they do reach out? So how do I determine if I'm going to respond or not? Mm-hmm. Depending on what it is. Like, if it's on some flirtation type shit, like, you're an ex for a reason. But if it's on some serious type, like, I'm just trying to hit you up, chit-chat, I'm checking in on you. Because at the end of the day, there was a bun there. And if we didn't completely end on terms of, like, I absolutely hate you, there's nothing wrong with that check-in, as long as it's appropriate. That's what I when, think. So when do, when do y'all think the boundaries are crossed? If you're talking to a new person and the ex creep back in, is that wrong for not telling that person? <laughs> and, and now that's complicated. Very. But how when how when I'm like I'm not in a relationship with this new person. Okay. So what are you telling them anything for? They're friend. Period. That's your friend. Okay, but for me, don't judge us. Right. That's your friend. Don't judge us. That is your friend if you're just talking to someone. That, there's no commitment there. Why are you giving them more details than you would a stranger? But can I say this? In today's day and age, that talking phase gets a lot of people in trouble because mm-hmm. like, oh, we're just talking, so I don't have to tell you anything. And so with that being said, I think y'all need to establish what you all are doing is this monogamous mm-hmm. are we going to be talking to other people and if that's been established and y'all said this is me and you yes i think you should let the other person know that your ex is creepy he knows that i'm talking to other men then yes <laughs> like because <laughs> i think that's the relationship y'all have and i'm not talking to you in general area i'm talking like everything before I got into the relationship I got into, I was like, hey, we need to have a conversation about when we are just going to be talking to each other, whether we have a label on it or not. And we had that conversation, conversation. And then a week later, we were like in a relationship with labels. So that's my opinion. So yes, that that is all randomness, y'all. That is the group chat. We could be talking about some serious critical anti-black politics and then go into some relationship drama go into some mental health things so y'all are gonna get a bunch of randomness with us um but i want to go yes but i want to go into today's topic um before we wrap up and just spend some time on this so I brought Ariel and Ayana in this code and I literally just told them what we were talking about. But as we've seen Ayana's homies from Mississippi and her hometown run up in the capital. Wow. <laughs> oh, not, wow. Okay. My homies from Alabama joined uh, them too. 
Okay, exactly. As we've seen people run up into the Capitol, not be shot at, not be tear gassed, be waved into a building to commit terrorism, we see that 2021 is not going to be that much different from 2020. Like, we still have the blatant racism of your coworkers, colleagues, everybody on Facebook saying, you know, this is about my rights um, and not about my white privilege. Um, we have COVID not going away, a new strand coming out. So we still going to be in the house. So I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to be in the house. We going to be in the house. We is not outside. Like, I'm outside. <laughs> nope. None of that. We nope. in the house. So with that being said, how do y'all intend to make your 2021 experience different from your 2020 experience, considering that this year looks a lot like last year? I'm going to jump on that. Okay. Um, I think for me, um, the power of the tongue is, like, your words are very powerful. And so manifestation is very important. And so being intentional about what I speak over myself, what I speak for my future. um, Like, people have been joking about 2021, but I made sure that that ain't left my mouth. Like, my 2021 will be great. My 2021 will be filled with beautiful blessings um and, and come up and i'll be where the money resides where the money resides i agree ariel at all times not to cut you off but to cut you off real quick because i want to like agree with your point um i hate those trends where it's like i want to give back 2021 like let me get a refund because honestly you think you're gonna go to the past because if you don't complete 2021 you gonna die so why I hate when people say stuff like that, like speak things into existence, and that is negative things as well. So y'all better be careful, like how y'all talking. Mm-hmm. Ayana, how do you feel like you know you're gonna make your 2021 experience different? I mean, I'm just doing a lot more focusing on me. Like it's it's nothing wrong with being selfish like I am young I am single I am trying to get to this money and I have no reason not to invest in myself whatever that means for me you know and so you know with starting the podcast I got myself like a little podcasting microphone for Christmas I felt really good about that you know I canceled some subscriptions I didn't really feel like I need so I can, you know, indulge my book buying habits. That's, you know, those are small things that I'm doing for myself. I am going to continue to be in the gym because that is something I need to do for myself. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just doing a lot more self-work in 2021. I'm so proud of you. It could be because I'm drinking. because I think the in the years past I've claimed like oh this is my year to be selfish and I really I feel like last year I did take time to myself and I took my time back and a lot of that was because of the pandemic like I had to a lot of that was because of the racism like I had to take time to myself and in taking time for myself what I discovered is I was the best me for other people. Mm-hmm. So I feel like last year I was such a great friend. Last year I was such a great case manager at work for my students. So yes, that is very important. So please be selfish. 
I think we feel guilty about being selfish because we are taught yeah. in in that like our like our childhood teaches us do one for others or like sharing like especially when you have siblings. Mm-hmm. Our parents teach us to not be selfish and share, and so we grow up with this mentality that I have to give my last or I have to give something that's near and dear to me to other people to show them that I care mm-hmm. about them, but that's not necessarily true. Um, I was literally talking to one of my associates today. You know, they ain't a real friend, but it's uh-huh. my associates. Associates, yeah. And I was telling her um, about how I'm giving back to her. She's a mother. And I was telling her about like, giving back to herself. Um, she just went through a split, like got married, and they already split. Got married mm. in 2020, and they split in 2020. Um, mm. And so she's like, I need you like I need a break and I was like take a break like it's okay to take a break we as women feel guilty for taking we as black women yeah. define that we as black women feel guilty for taking time for ourselves when, when it's very much so needed and we feel like, obligated to push through whatever pain or discomfort we feel so that yes. other people can feel okay yeah yep. and we were doing that in a pandemic last year yeah and, like we were showing up when people were not showing up for us. Mm-hmm. Like racism. I mean, we've always done it. You know, our mothers, our grandmothers have always done it, but now it's our chance to experience it. You know, in the age of social media, in the age of, you know, PTSD, as we're scrolling down our timelines, we're still showing mm-hmm. up. So, yes, I, I'm with y'all. Be selfish. Um, I think my 2021 experience it's going to look different because I feel like I will be grinding more. Hmm. Yeah. Last year was one of those things where you don't expect a pandemic. I was in a new job trying to figure out how my job looked behind zoom. And so this year I'm still going to continue to figure out how to navigate a virtual world with work, with friendships, with not going anywhere. Cause I want to travel <clears throat> Mm. So yeah, I, I want to. We were supposed to be so many places in 2020. Listen, they don't want us over there. I will when COVID is not in 2022. I got you in 2022 because I know you wasn't thinking this year. <laughs> I guess that's what my 2021 experience will figuring out a way to do what I want to do safely yes safely um yeah so that's what how my experience is going to be different i'm not going to let it's a pandemic if y'all have seen that meme i'm not gonna let Mm -hmm. that stop me i'm just going to figure out how to navigate it another way so that's how Mm -hmm. mine will be different like one monkey don't stop no show basically the wrap up that is what bws is Black women snitching, like, just a little bit of our narrative, because we don't get to tell it much. Bless you, Ariel. Ariel just sneezed, y'all. So we don't get to tell it much. So it's a whole bunch of randomness, randomness, and either you sit through it or you don't. (laughs) (laughs) That is your choice. We don't care. Listen, like, like, honestly... In the unreleased episode that we did release, this is a minute for me to catch up with my home, my friends. That is it. I just love how y'all are doing. 
Yes, ma'am. Evelyn, tell them how they can contact you or reach you. Okay, y'all can follow me at underscore erucker22 on Instagram. Ayana, what's your handle? Um, Ayana underscore Monet. You can find me at Ayana underscore Monet94 on Instagram. Okay, and for me, Ariel, you can find me at darkhead underscore beauty on IG. And you can find BWS where, Ariel? You can find BWS on IG, Black Women Snitching, with an N, no G. Um, so, yes, <laughs> thank y'all so much. It's been great. And that's on that. Mary had a little lamb. I'm done. Yeah. We Cute. are out. Bye, y'all. <laughs>